The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Before any of that, we're going to kick things off with our afternoon update, catching you up on all that has happened today. And joining me for the afternoon update uh, today, this Thursday, Jack Power, journalist with the Irish Times, and Shane Hannan, off the ball presenter. Uh, folks, you're both very, very welcome. Um, happy spring, first day of spring. Ah, uh, get out of it, Karen. It's not the first day of spring, Still, is it? It is, absolutely. No, well, by, by whose metric? Certainly not Fear me. Gales, like me, decided have decided today is the first day of spring. Right. See, so yeah, yeah, it's an old Irish, yeah. it's an old Irish thing. But I mean, if you're a meteorologist or I'm not e- afraid of my culture, Shane. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm embracing it. Yeah, I'm not too afraid of it either. But like, I have to say, from a, from any other metric, from any reasonable metric, like the the stars and, and space astronomers' metrics. Ah, go away with your space or, and stars or meteor, meteorological metrics. It's just not the first day of spring. You're going to have to wait till what the the third week in March or so to, to like people people use other little philosophical metrics as well the daffodils or the swallows or um, the daffodils are up though maybe in some places but then you need all of these little things to they align take to. longer to, to blossom in the stony grey soils Possibly, of Manahan yeah, that's, that, it, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is we're just yeah. getting around to getting uh, broadband so <laughs> never mind never mind spring starting Jack um, is today spring I do have some kind of faint memory of learning some song in primary school about St. Bridget and Spring. So yes, I mean, exactly. you know, it's, QED, not, it's knocking around QED. there somewhere in the deep, deep recesses of my mind. Um, I uh, Part of the reason I, I'm kind of so forceful on today being the first day of spring is that it drives Shane Coleman, my colleague, in the uh, morning absolutely wrong when people claim it is spring in February. So I'm sticking to my guns on this one. There's people that, yeah, I, I only learned last night that people used to leave the cloths out on the St. Bridget's Eve I don't know what that does maybe people on the text line can, can uh, inform me and the Biddy Boys was a thing down in Kerry as well where, where lads would go around and sing and, sing and songs at people's houses can't say it happened in Monaghan but maybe it happened in the west of Ireland as well um, I, I th- it's more so uh, today is a bigger day for people who are doing dry January forget spring today's oh, the day where you can go out for a drink you can go out for a drink, drink if you want did now, you do Did you no, do it? no I didn't do it this year uh, I didn't do it this year I've no fun be, February see, instead I've, I've got to be, be on the way so t- next January I figure will be, will be drier so I'm enjoying this January. I, I enjoyed this January past. You, so you imagine you've got kind of dry spells ahead. Exactly. So you're enjoying so the rain while you can. Make up for it. Now, I know it defeats the purpose of, of dry January going on the absolute lash for the whole of February. But I mean, it's still a nice. Uh, when is the baby due? June. Ah, go away. I know, you'll, be, yeah. you'll be up to your oxters in water. <laughs> dry July, dry, dry yeah, August, dry September, October, November. Uh, Jack, just, did you do dry January? I think I lasted not, in, not into that type of I thing. I think I lasted about the third or the fourth of January. I had a gig on or something. So I mean, at that point, you know, the flush was busted. Yeah. Know, well oh just, yeah. Well, if you've abandoned you know. your New Year's resolution by day three, I mean, <laughs> there's no point in trying to keep it up again. I will say this: the um, bank holiday is nice, isn't it? That's to give to give the state, the government, some kudos. One well, is, Joe. You forget about it. Snuck up on us. Yeah. It's a nice little long weekend now. This well, is the second year of it, isn't it? And, yeah. yeah, and somebody said to me, I think it was the other day, that you know, they were remarking like, God, it's the best thing this government's ever done, this new bank holiday we've got, you know, coming into <laughs> now, what's sure to be probably an election year, general election towards the end of the year, possibly, you know, forget about a budget giveaway, you know, a bank holiday giveaway, <laughs> but really possibly turn the, turn the tide yeah. in terms of the opinion polls, throw a few more bank holidays into the mix. 
It is funny for all of the weighty decisions that uh, government have to deal with um, and the existential crisis I'm sure that they they imagine themselves facing. It's things like free school books for kids Mm. in September and giving people a day off in February is what uh, has most impact on people's lives. These are the ones that... little things. Yeah, they make real in the years. These are the ones that stick with people that, uh, you know, if you give people a day off, we'd all love a four day working week as well. So if anyone from the government is listening, maybe maybe use that one down the line to our advantage. Certainly in election year, we, we, we would take it. But yeah, I think it, it makes sense. People are happy to, to have the extra bank holiday. Shane, the brat breathe is used to relieve aches and pains in both humans and animals. The cross was used to protect the house, particularly from fire. So that's the cloth. Yeah, and I've heard of the, the one where the St. Bridget's cross is put under the under the roof or under the thatched roof as it was back yes. in the old Irish days. And that kind of, the more crosses you had under your roof, the longer obviously you were in your gaff. So uh, it kind of hinted at how long people have been in the area and that sort of thing. Oh, there's I loads of nice things. I met somebody the other day uh, on the Brath Reed who told me that the cure to the inflammation in my ankle was to wrap green cabbage around it. Really? Yeah, apparently, yeah. It was an old thing that when women were breastfeeding to avoid mastitis, they would use the green cabbage. Right. You say you have a baby on the way. This is free advice I'm offering you now, Please, Shade. Yeah. Bring home bring home a head of cabbage. Who needs the 60 quid GP <laughs> fee? Yeah. See what reaction you get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I get a sore throat, I place a cloth across it and it will be cured to somebody. It. So lots of people buy into this. Tell that fella. That's you, Shane. Sorry. That the equinoxes in the Irish system are bang in the middle of the season. It makes more sense that it's what the warmest and coldest month because that cha- that uh, will change. Uh, for God's sake, would you take that Monaghan man's passport off him and kick him out? <laughs> says Dan. But then there's other people who say like, stand a raw egg. If you can stand a raw egg on its on its top, then that means it's the start of spring and it happens on the equinox. But then if you actually do it on other, on other days as well, it seems to work. So it uh, doesn't have much scientific... Uh, Isn't proof. that how uh, Brunelleschi got the contract to build a dome in Florence oh, with yeah. standing an egg uh, up on its end? Right. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently if my, uh, my, my memories, my recollections of school are to be believed. <laughs> uh, the poem you want is An Ishtokt on Era by Rafferty, 1717. Were we talking about a poem? Maybe that's to do with uh, um, spring. It must be to the do Bitty with The Biddy Boys, maybe. They, they, were, they um, probably said a poem at the doors. Jack, that's the poem you remember in school, I think. 1779 is when it dates from. That's from Kev. Anyway, <laughs> listen, We I think we've settled it. Today is officially the first day of spring. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, something that has happened. We were talking about government there, Jack. Uh, in the doll today, there has been a discussion and dispute about the television licence fee and how it might be funded into the future. So this was brought up by Pierce Doherty, is that right? Yeah, so this has been one of the questions in terms of the future funding of RT that has really been banging around for, for years now in terms of are we going to reform the licence fee system? Um, is it going to be replaced with direct exchequer funding from the state rather than the licence fee? So people would effectively be kind of paying for it in their in their taxes. Um the government have hemmed and hawed on this for, for quite a while. Um, there's some division in the coalition. Catherine Martin has kind of been arguing um, for exchequer funding or, or for that certainly to be considered. Other senior government ministers have kind of ruled it out. Um, they, I think they will say, or they have said, that they're going to make a decision on it at some point this year and legislation will potentially be introduced You know, at some point towards the end of this year. But it all really comes to the backdrop, and, and that's what the, the doll heard today as well, the backdrop of you know another critical report into RTE. This one around um, redundancy and exit package payments that were paid. Um, you know, we had the report last week into the ill-fated toy show, the musical. So I think that'll really colour this debate in terms of how we fund and how the state funds RTE, you know, 
this backdrop of all these kind of corporate mm. governance failings that are really being exposed in report after report. It, it was interesting in the the Tarnished's response to Pierce Doherty. He, he talked about his misgivings um, when it comes to exchequer funding being around the independence of of RTE, that he would have fears for the future that they essentially kind of would be on the hook to the government of the day. And we've seen in the, the UK across the water how the BBC has really kind of come under a lot of um, a lot of threat from the Conservative government there in terms of appointments, in terms of clamping down on what the Conservatives have, have described as bias in the BBC. And, you know, there's really been questions over, you know, the encroachment onto the BBC's independence by the government over there. So I think what the Thonister was referring to was, you know, in a situation where Sinn Féin are leading mm-hmm. the government and RTE is funded directly by the Exchequer, will that create a bit of a lever with which Sinn Féin can use to strong-arm RTE in terms of its editorial output. Um, that seems to be certainly what he was getting at there and, you know, it descended into a bit of a bit of a catfight. Yeah, as it often does. Um, Shane, have, have you a preference as to how you would like to see the television licence fee collected, if at all? Um I mean, it obviously makes more sense for RTE to be funded by the Exchequer. I think a lot of people will agree with that. Um, the, the problem is, well, actually, sorry, but first of all, I'll say the positive thing about the, about the TV licence, because not a lot of people do. The fact that it stayed the same price since 2008 or so, 160 quid, is one positive thing. Most things since 2008 have, have gone up in price. And there's also the, the quote-unquote, family unity perspective of sitting down watching, you know, whether it's Ireland's Fittest Family or Dance with the Stars or the good shows that RTE does, in fairness, uh, and that, that they don't get credit for sometimes. Um, so it does bring people together. The problem is, I mean, even before the whole Ryan Tuberty crisis and the barter accounts and all that, there was uh, there were surveys out that said, I think it was as low as 29% of people thought that the TV licence was of good value. Mm. And I presume that figure has shot down even, uh, even more since then. Um, so... It, it, I'd, I, like it's hard to encourage people to pay something like this, especially when something like the RT stuff is in the news. Um, but for me, it represents reasonable value, albeit I can completely understand. And then Mary Lou McDonald talking about the the back and forth from the government. You're hearing like Michael McGrath saying one thing one day, you're hearing the Tonister saying other things the the next day. They all seem to be on different wavelengths. Yeah, when it comes there to is license, so division at the cabinet table. Yeah. Uh, about uh, how to proceed with it. I'd say you'd fancy yourself now in the celebrity fittest family, would you? <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd quite qualify for that one. Well, you're the one who's who's run marathons, Kieran. Ah, uh, no, I think you would. Even in you bad runners, you, people don't have to bring family. They have to bring colleagues. Who would you bring from off the ball? Oh, if you had from to go off the on ball. Celebrity fittest See, it's family. The, it's the young. It's the young lads you have to bring, isn't it? So you're ruling out Nathan Jer. They're gone. Nathan are go- Nathan's gone. Jer's gone. Adrian's gone. I mean, you bring Tommy Rooney. Maybe Owen. Sheehan potentially because of his age it's the youngsters Ashling O'Reilly is another you'd bring as well you'd have to bring Ashling. you'd have to don't know about Owen can you, only, you can only have four I think Owen would be kind of useless on it but you know the way in Ireland's fittest family you have to have, is it at least one parent so you have someone of, a, of the, the, the older vintage. generation the older vintage oh, so you yeah. probably have to pick one of the one of the granddads oh, in the listen Ger is limber enough <laughs> listening to us as we speak yeah. he's well, fancy well I've himself. seen Ger and Lycra doing a triathlon with him so hopefully we never again, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack who would you bring from the uh, Irish Times Towers Talbot Irish Towers Times, God, yeah. um, good question uh, not sure. I'll have to have a Maliki Clerk and a good Mal- Monaghan yeah, man. Yeah, in Mal- fairness, be decent now. Yeah, um, yeah, bit of a you know, a, a, bit of a tar- 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 hand tar- a few different things. Of. I think. <laughs> uh, um, take it via revenue from your paycheck before it hits your bank account. Problem solved. Says one uh, listener on the TV license. We'll park conversation about that uh, for the moment. I suspect uh, there'll be 
lots more debate and discussion about how it will be funded. Um, speaking of parking, uh, Lewis Hamilton's going to Ferrari, is yeah. he? Yeah, well, it seems all but done. Uh, certainly this afternoon, Kieran, there are talks between Mercedes and their staff. I mean, this has been hinted at for, for quite some time, but Lewis Hamilton has always denied it and said, I'm, I'm a one-man team now. I'm going to stick with Mercedes for the end, until the end of my career. I'm a one-man team now. He was with another team. Exactly. He was with McLaren, of course, before. Um, <laughs> I'm the, now a one-club man <laughs> yeah, after that. After all club. my other clubs. <laughs> uh, but Ferrari's share price jumped 6% today. This, they had a market cap of $66 billion, So this news is potentially worth around $4 billion. Once it's been announced today, it's, it's insane. Like the, the prancing horse in that famous red livery is iconic and I think you know for Lewis Hamilton to win his 8th world title and, and break Schumacher's record in the red of Ferrari is stuff dreams are made of I mean Lewis Hamilton's hero growing up was Ayrton Senna who died in, in the Williams car in 1984 but his dream was always to finish his career with, with Ferrari as most drivers want to do a lot of drivers don't get the chance to do it Ferrari te- like their car is kind of on the way up and Mercedes is on the way down if you're to judge the second half of last season Yeah. so maybe Hamilton thinks this is this is my best chance of, of challenging Max Verstappen in the Red Bull um, he's had such dominance like money talks as well but he's got enough money to do him 10 lifetimes Lewis Hamilton so I don't think that's the the reason really he probably just wants a new challenge he wants a new team Yeah. it's really interesting one it is Jack one of the most fascinating things about it though is that you know, whenever we talk about these elite sports people, uh, the, the, the level of pay and remuneration is eye-watering. But that's why it's eye-watering, what Shane just said there. I mean, 4% bump in Ferrari shares today. Oh, it's huge. And I mean, in terms of the discussion around golf and live and stuff like that, like, you know, the, the movement of these guys, even footballers as well, like the movement and in terms of the branding and, you know, the whole sway of money that walks um, you know, with these guys is, is kind of huge. I was saying before as well that actually for my sins, I... You know, have less than no clue about F1. I haven't even watched the the Drive to Survive. What? I know, yeah. You haven't yeah, watched it? I know. Mm. Um, my sister's a big fan now, you know, and I should have texted her beforehand to give me some interesting line to, to trot out, giving See, a man national radio. Yeah. <laughs> most people have, most people who did watch it then did become even to some degree Formula 1 fans it did, it did bring a lot of people in it made these figures I mean uh, Gunther Steiner unfortunately one of the, f- the, the really good lost characters his job. Guy, he lost his job um, but little things like this bring people back into the sport and hopefully you just, you just want a competitive season Verstappen's been walking the thing for the last couple of years Yeah. so maybe you need something like that to, to bring it back in but look they're the Dallas Cowboys and they're the Real Madrid of F1 Ferrari so this move makes a lot of sense the, the really big questions are what it does to the rest of the grid as well Carlos Sainz's seat is going to be taken by, by Lewis Hamilton where does he go does he go to Mercedes I don't know Maybe like Fernando Alonso was out of contract with Aston Martin as well he could move to Mercedes um, but there were moves done in the last couple of weeks Lando Norris signed a new contract with McLaren uh, and Charlotte Claire signed a new contract with Ferrari I feel like Maybe those teams had an idea that this was coming down the track, excuse the pun, mm-hmm. uh, and decided let's tie these lads down to, to contracts because once one moves like this, then it just causes domino effects. Yeah, musical chairs. Uh, the deposit return scheme, Jack, has officially kicked off today after much build-up. Yes, yeah, so this is something that people might not have even heard too much about, but we'll probably see now in, in supermarkets. So it's basically there's going to be a 15 cent um, levy on each can you know, that you buy or plastic water bottle in the supermarket. And then you can return the can or the plastic water bottle or, you know, other bottle and get that 15 cent back. So it's a little bit kind of convoluted. Um, you know, I think the immediate upside is pe- or the immediate impact will be people will see the price of things going up, yes. by, you know, 15 cents or so, which if you're buying, you know, a, a multi-pack or, you know, you're buying... Um, you know, a few cans. It's it's going to be about a euro or so topped on to the the top of it. And then the question will be: Is are you going to be diligent enough 
yeah. to bring, you know, that pack or those bottles and cans back to um, one of these kind of, they're called reverse vending machines. You basically will put the bottle or the can back in and it'll give you out a voucher that you can spend in that Tesco or Aldi or Lidl or whatever. Um, and that'll be how the system will effectively work. It's kind of an example of, um, you know, it's a Green Party policy. It's a bit of a, a take your medicine politics one where, you know, people might like it at the start, but it's probably good for us, you know, in the round yeah. in terms of recycling, the environment, less uh, less waste, things being recycled better, that kind of thing. Yeah. Will you do a chain? I, I like the idea of it. Like, if they make it interesting, you know, the, you know those machines where you put the coin in and it twirls around and you can watch it disappear. <laughs> if they actually make the process, of, like it's a little game. Yeah, make it a little game, like so kids enjoy it and kids are <laughs> talking to their parents' coats to, to to get the the things. I heard the word receptacle as well today used. I hope that's the word of the year because receptacle. I had to look it up. I was like, this is fantastic. So collect your receptacles and also they say don't damage them as well. Damaged cans will, won't be allowed back in. So if you're one of these people that drinks your can and crushes it to assert your I don't know dominance or manliness. Don't bother doing it because oh, you won't right, get your okay. money back. Pristine receptions yeah. only. Shane Hannon, presenter for Off the Ball, Jack Power, journalist at the Irish Times. That's, thanks a million uh, for joining me here on the uh, show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.